Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the Bare Naked Health Podcast. And today I got to interview Alex Ruchinski. Now, Alex was a really cool cat. Like, this was so much fun. Uh, I knew just after listening to him on other things that he would just be able to drop some awesome stuff. And he went even off the rocker on that. Like, it was amazing. Like, we went down so many rabbit holes that my jaw was just on the floor by the end of this. And I was really impressed by his high level of thought and intelligence. And he could take these things and just extrapolate on them and then just make it simple. And really, you can see that he just embodies all of the health, all of the wellness, and is really in uh, just an amazing state in his life. So uh, without further ado, I just want you guys to check this out. Uh, meditate on it. Check it out. You're going to love it. Uh, here it is, Alex Robchinsky. Alrighty guys, and welcome to another episode of the Bare Naked Health Podcast. And on the line today, I have Alex Rupchinski. Uh, I'm going through the motions with that one to make sure I got it right. But Alex, first thing I always like to know uh, from people is share with us like your health journey, just the big highlights, big things that really have just moved you to where you're at on your journey. <clears throat> well, um, that's kind of a longer story, but I'll, I'll we have and, over and that's an hour, where hey, so. we, we have time. Let's let's <laughs> unpack it. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I started off, you know, moving from Ukraine with my parents to the United States and I, um, my mom always cooks home food and, and, um, what it turned out when we got here is my parents were still cooked, but with different ingredients. And then, um, I, I was pretty healthy when I was at home, but then when I started going to school and kind of getting out there, I started gaining weight um, thinking, you know, meat was meat. And, you know, one of my things growing up was, uh, once a week we would get a big Mac with a triple thick shake and a large supersized fries. And I would just go to town on those. And sometimes we'd get it twice a week and I'd just be super excited about it. And, um, you know, thinking, you know, my parents thinking, well, it's just wheat. And, you know, we used to eat that with, you know, piroshki and, and pilmeni and, and, um, by the way, I speak Russian, just in case. So just <laughs> just for the viewers, they're like, wait a second. Um, so they're like, oh, it's just so you know, bread and meat and cheese and you know, it must be healthy. So I started gaining weight and uh, got really insecure with myself and got made fun of. And so I was, you know, caught up in the marketing of of uh, you know what people should look like. And at 13 years old, I was already convincing my mom to take me to GNC and give me weight loss pills and you know that didn't work and um getting into going from middle school to high school um I started playing football outside of my parents allowing me I just signed up so I'm like this is what I'm doing I ended up losing a lot of weight and then I noticed people started treating me different they're like wait a second we weren't you weren't like this in middle school in eighth grade and they didn't recognize me in in uh, when I was, this is like 13 to 14. This is just in a year difference. People were like, wait a second, Alex? Like, yeah, I'm the same, still the same person, you know? So I just started noticing these, these uh, social interactions with people. And so, um, you know, going through high school, being an athlete, and then going into um, graduating from high school, I started training a lot to kind of 
passed the time and uh, I started getting really muscular. I worked at GNC, you know, bought into the supplements and, you know, I started playing semi-professional football after high school. And um, when I uh, started training, I kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And I was like, whoa, supplements are the way to go. Then I was, you know, as they say, bulked, bulk, bulk, uh, looking bulked. I started, well, let's just see what food can do. So I started eating salads and boiled chicken. And then I, for the first time in my life, outside of being uh, a Ukrainian kid that uh, was pretty much malnourished from, from moving from Ukraine, uh, I started seeing abs again. And I was like, wait a second. So, okay, so exercise plus food equals leanness. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. And I noticed the leaner I got, the more people, the, the, the more the people started treating me differently, you know, and interacting with me differently. And they were nicer. And I was like, okay, well, what is this all about? So then I got hurt playing, um, playing football. And then I was like, okay, well, let me just take some time and exercise again. And um, part of the story I didn't tell you is I started being, started check, uh, the Czech Institute at around 2011. So I was still playing semi-professional football. So in that process, I started learning about, um, just clean eating and what, and eating for my body's harmony and just experimenting with that. I wasn't so integrated with it as I am now, as this is just part of my life now. But back then I was like, well, let's just try it. Let's just try eating healthy, cutting out these supplements. Cause I was like, well, I'll wait till I, as everyone hears about the word plateau, you know, I'll, well, I'll wait till I plateau to start taking pre-workouts and supplements again. So I started just training again, eating right. And I noticed that I was eating maybe 20, 200 calories as opposed to the 4,500, 5,000 I was eating while taking all these supplements and bulking and trying really hard to gain mass to, you know, build my, build my armor and build my, uh, my self-esteem up. And, um, and so I noticed I just didn't plateau and eating very little calories as opposed to what, you know, uh, Instagram and Facebook and all these other, uh, you know, meal plan experts are telling you, and I got to eat more to build size. And I was like 240 pounds just eating 2,000 calories a day. I was a monster. And, and how tall are you, too, to put that in perspective? Five, ten and a half. So oh, that's, yeah. that's freaking huge, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I was barely, it was, that's why it was so confusing. I was barely eating, and I was just like a monster watching people around me take steroids and test replacements and uh, testosterone enhancements. And I'm going, what are they, you know? what are they doing? And or like, not I was doing, yeah. or not doing, you know, in a, at the same time that I was a, tr I was already a trainer thinking, you know, with already personal experience and okay, well, exercise is important. Nutrition is important. Body work is important. And I'm walking and I'm working in this gym, seeing my colleagues, clients stay the same or they'll lean up, but then bounce back or they'll lean up and then develop a thyroid issue and they have to drop or an injury. And I'm thinking, well, what's going on here? So all these experiences kind of showed me the way as to, yeah, you're kind of, you must be doing something right because you're not eating as much. You feel better. You have more energy. You're lifting more weights than most people, you know, squatting 500 plus pounds and deadlifting 500 plus pounds. And, you know, at the time almost bench pressing 400 pounds and 
you know, I, I, I still tell my clients I haven't worked out consistently in about six years on a regiment. And I mean, I can still walk over to a barbell and pull 400 off the floor. And, you know, one of my circus acts is like, you know, standing on a Swiss ball and squats and, and I can strict curl 135 without any warm up. And what that's shown me is my training kind of kept me strong throughout the years. Um, and all these tiny experiences over time just kind of gathered the, okay, do what works as opposed to what people are telling you works, you know? And so that's kind of how I've been for the last 12 years. Cause I started this process. I went to personal training school when I was like 19 years old, 18, 19 years old. And, um, just kind of learning by what works, you know? And so even, even one of my mentors, Paul check will say, don't believe a word I say. He's a little more descriptive, but don't believe a word I say, but see if it works and then come back and tell me if it works, you know? And so I just, I'm a big believer in that. And, you know, a lot of anecdotal, 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 I can't even pronounce that word, anecdotal evidence. Um, you know, a lot of people are like, well, it doesn't work. It does. It, there's no science behind it. Well, well, if it works, Sometimes science has to catch up once it once things work for a long period of time. Now science has to go. Okay, well, what's going on? Let's test this. But I've and know, or you've never had a, a science project done on you necessarily either to say if all those things hold true in your case. Hundred percent. Yeah. And I mean, how do you prove something that science ha doesn't have a doesn't have a a method to test the wide variety of you know, characteristics of a human being, you know, seen and unseen, you know, how do you, how do you take in, into account childhood trauma into a human being? How do you take into account, you know, uh, size, but at the same time they have leaky gut or candida or, you know, mental, emotional stress or Just fear of failure. Factors. There's too many factors. You know, you can get 10 guys that are 5'10", you know, 240 pounds and they all don't respond to the same things, the same stimuli, the same, and you, you just base it off of one thing, and it, it doesn't necessarily apply to the the rest of the human population that, of people that are 5'10", 240 pounds, you know? So, you know, every, that's why every person I work with is like a clean slate. Okay, well, tell me about everything that's going on in your life, you know? What stresses have you had? What traumas have you had? What What challenges have you had? What successes have you had? what has worked for you, you know, um, well, you, you know, carbs are great for me. Well, you came in here, now you're out of shape and overweight and tired. Maybe we need to reevaluate that. Or you came in as a vegan or you came in as a, a carnivore diet. You know, it doesn't matter what they come in is they're coming in because something's not working. Something's not functioning. Okay. Well, let's figure it out. Cause whatever people are telling you isn't working. Let's figure out what your body's telling you, you know? And so I've just been experimenting with my body and seeing what works for me going, okay, well, that's different than what people are telling me. So that has to be true for everyone else. And that's kind of how I got here. And then drip feeding Paul checks, you know, <laughs> courses and, and, uh, over the course of the last eight years. And I just finished CP four last year. And, uh, now, um, Wait, know, when you got... say drip feeding Paul check, Paul check only does it from a fire hose. Like there, there is no drip feeding. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> that is that that's accurate and so i guess i guess that's kind of how it is it's like it's almost like 
opening the fire hose and then recovering from the damage. <laughs> right, right. You just taking what you can and go back next time, get some more from it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then, and then I've noticed over the time is as I built the foundation of what Paul Check teaches, like re re listening to his podcast, even now I'm going, I'm picking up information that just like after the sediment, after all that, you know how, like when you, I don't know if you've ever had like a cleaned a fish tank, when you clean a fish tank, it just gets super dirty. And then all of a sudden, as, as all the uh, sediment settles, you're like, oh, there's clean water again. But at first, when you first clean a fish tank, you're like, this is crazy. How are they swimming in here? They're going to die. And then you're like, oh, actually, this is actually kind of clean water after all the stuff settles. And then as the stuff settles, you can see the fish again and pay attention to the fish and the colors and you know what they're doing and their interactions with the understanding that you know they're safe. Same thing with, uh, I guess that was a working metaphor for Paul Check's no, work. It works, as, for sure. As he floods you with this information, as it kind of settles, you're like, oh, now I can listen to what he's saying with the context of what I just learned without having to filter through what he just said and then put it all together. So now you're like pulling out the minutia of all of the stuff that he's um, really saying, you know, and that's when you get into like um, all the teachings that he's um, that he's uh, referring to, like, you know, I. Houston Smith works, Houston Smith's work on religion and, you know, uh, biomechanics and, um, well, I just re referenced Houston Smith cause I'm just reading Houston Smith, Houston Smith's book on, um, religions of the world. And it's just mind blowing. So I'm just, that's the first thing that popped in my head. Um, is that, don't don't worry, we, we can take that other places. <laughs> 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 um, so no, I, I want to go back to the point where you said like, you're re-listening to like some of the podcasts, because this is something I, the first person that I think that had him on, uh, was like underground wellness with Sean Croxton, um, uh, probably about 10 years ago now, like, cause, cause podcasts are my preferred medium. So I've, I've done the same thing where I'll go still back and I'll only listen to like, I, I, I've started to get to the point where I try and keep any podcast he's done on my phone because it's the same thing. Like, okay, I've listened to some others that week. I want to go back and listen to another one of those because it could be five, 10 years old. It doesn't matter. I mean, the, the messages that he has are still just so profound. And there's, like you said, I, I might listen or I try and read eat, how do you move and be healthy every year. And there's still stuff that I pick up in this book where I've read this now 15 times probably, but I'm still getting new stuff out of it. And it's still the simplest thing that he has to offer. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's mind blowing. Like I, I, I took up jujitsu two years ago and it's the kind of the same thing where you when you're a white belt, you just like just do the move, just do the thing, get used to the thing, you know, and then once you start learning the positions as you progress through, through the different um, experiences and years of doing the same thing over and over again, then you're like, oh, this is where you grab the hand. You know, once you become familiar with the material, you're like, oh, this is where you grab the hand. All I have to do is roll my tuck my wrist a little bit and that immobilizes him and it's the same thing where like i'll listen to a podcast and i'm like i've heard this i've heard this i've heard this and all of a sudden he'll say one thing and it just blows my mind open and connects so many different things together i'll even look through his old there was old like exercise coach and cp1 manuals because i'm like oh, i need to reference something and i'll be flipping through pages trying to find something and then something will catch my eye and i'm like wow this is mind-blowing i can't believe i missed this but i only missed this because i didn't understand the whole picture and now that I see the whole picture now I can add to the picture it's like you know I don't know if you've ever made like a jigsaw puzzle you kind of make the border 
you look at the box and you're like, okay, this is what it should look like. And then you start piecing the pieces and you're like, oh, I got this. Then you just start putting all the things together once you know where everything is. And that's kind of how my life has been, except the opposite, which is how I got into Paul Check through a colleague of mine back when I was still working at a gym is I had all these pieces and I'm going, I know I need some borders to this. You know, what does this whole picture look like? Because I'm learning everything by putting the pieces together and kind of building from a scattered piece of what people are telling me, even though it doesn't feel right. And then building the big picture and going, oh, now this is starting to make a lot of sense. And how do you, you know, then you start looking at the industry going, okay, well, okay, coffee is good. Studies say it makes you live longer, you know. But what about people with adrenal fatigue? What about people with candida? What about people with, um, you know, ADHD, which it could help? What about people with um, uh, severe dehydration, you know? And they're replacing, you know, they're drinking coffee, forgetting to drink water. And they're like, well, what is this thing helping? But what is, how many more things is it harming? And they just kind of started piecing this big picture together, which Paul's been doing for years and probably looking at us like, like catch up, you know, not, <laughs> not judgmentally, but at the same time, um, he's at a higher level and there's a lot of people at higher levels, but I've noticed he, he takes the wisdom from many different professionals and puts them together in a system that makes them align together so that one thing doesn't disrupt another. And that's kind of how my process has been is, you know, how do you affect one thing without causing another, you know? How do you get someone in a gym and just get them to start exercising, but you haven't taught them breathing, which means that there's no core tension, which means that nothing's being activated, which because, because there's no, there's no fascial tension and integrity. So they have no stability, which means that they, they're going to get, develop an injury and develop poor movement patterns. And then you have to address that if they have gut inflammation, that means it's going to affect their core health and their core stability, which means the organs when you learn about organs, the organs come before the muscles do. So if an organ is inflamed, it'll shut off a muscle. So now you have someone training with gut inflammation, but now they can't have core stability, but their breathing is also off. Okay, so how do you get this person to exercise? Okay. Whew. All right, this is going to be fun. <laughs> and then and you just go down the line, and then you start going, okay, well, this person also has TMJ, which means they have no cervical stability, which means they have no atlas stability, which controls the digestion. Well, if their atlas is off and impinges the vagus nerve, well, how are they going to get the vagus nerve that controls their digestion? Well, how are they going to absorb their food if the digestion isn't being powered right? And then you're like, oh, God. Okay. You know, and then you start learning all these things, and you start – that's why the Czech totem pole is so beautiful because he talks about, you know, this – got to get into the mind, got to get into the soul. The mind reflects the body and your breathing is the most important thing because, you know, you can go days, months without eating, days without drinking, but you can't go minutes without breathing, you know, and you can't go two weeks, three weeks without eating or some people like breatharians have mastered that, you know, but at the same time, you, they're also not, there's no breatharian that's a, in the NFL or, you know, a strong man. So they're just like, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm done with that aspect of challenging my body and working on my consciousness and giving up all that. So, but at the same time, you can't have, you know, misaligned teeth and expect not to plateau at one point in your life, you know, because your teeth are more important than how much you can deadlift, um, which is going to sacrifice your next ability, you know, and then everything just falls falls down down the line from there. Alex, how do you start? 
no and, and so i know that's a very broad um i i'm following like where you're at with these things but somebody's gonna be listening and saying like what the hell is this dude talking about right because there's so much there so i if, if you wouldn't mind actually unpacking maybe like the because i've heard you talk about this on shows before going into some of the i we and all because i think this is where at least from my personal experience is like this is where okay we're talking about all this other stuff but you said how do you get somebody to almost buy into it right uh if you wouldn't mind yeah. i think there's a little bit in there no, no, that you have to share yeah, please yeah. Okay, so most people want to get into, I mean, let, let's backtrack. What do you do as a kid? You want to be an adult. What happens when you, when you become an adult? <laughs> you, you still bring your childhood tendencies with you, right? You have all this responsibility to be an adult, but then you go and crap all over your body by drinking coffee, going to get the latest donut craze. And I mean, I'm sure you've seen it over Instagram, how to make a three ingredient pie out of Oreos and like whipped cream. And, and you're just like, well, that's not three ingredients. That's like 400 ingredients. Cause all of those have like <laughs> 40 plus ingredients in those in, in what, in one of those ingredients. And so like people have a lot of childhood tendencies and then, then you look at, okay, well, why are they doing the thing that they're trying to do? You know? Okay. Well, most of it's to avoid a problem instead of looking at the problem. And as we just talked about, people still have childhood tendencies or childish tendencies so instead of looking at the problem they avoid the problem so this is looking at it from a personal standpoint not as someone that's a coach so when you get when you bring these childhood tendencies into adulthood and you don't establish your i-ness then you get a girlfriend or a wife and you become a we so then you go okay well i'm not complete so hopefully i can find someone else that's going to make me more complete instead of coming into a relationship complete and attracting someone also that is complete, so that way we we are both happy, but we contribute to our own happiness. Something that I tell my wife is like one day one day I walked up to her and I was like, you know you don't make me happy. She's like, like in her head I can see like where are you going with this. <laughs> and I told her I was like, you don't make me happy. I was like, you contribute to my happiness. And she was like okay. You know, it was just like, I saw her kind of like take a deep breath and like absorb what I just said. And it's like, I am, I am happy and I'm contributing my happiness into the relationship and my experience into the relationship. And so when you rush that and, um, what ends up happening is you bring your neediness into the relationship, right? And we all have them. And that's why you attract your relationship to help you reflect what you're missing. But once again, as a, with childhood tendencies or childish tendencies, you go, well, that person is doing something wrong when really you're not realizing that they're reflecting back to you what you need help in. But then you just push them away because your ego goes, that's not safe. That's not cool. They're doing something wrong. I'm triggered because of them instead of looking at yourself, which is what child, what children do. Right. And, um, you know, he pushed me. Well, what did you do first? I took his toy, you know, <laughs> no one's willing to acknowledge that, you know, and so that's, that's kind of like when you get into the real deep spiritual um, practice of what did you bring into this conversation? What did you bring into this relationship? And that's when you, when you can do that effectively, you can have a, a wee relationship that's, that's full of growth. Unless both of those people acknowledge that, hey, we're here to grow each other. And then you can both grow yourself 
together because, as Paul says, when you don't grow together, you grow apart. And divorces happen, things like that. As one person goes, I'm done with this childish ways, and you know we have kids now, and or we're broke, or you know we're both unhealthy, and one person's like, hey, I'm ready to take care of myself, but the other person's like, I'm not ready. I want to continue to drink my wine, or you know eat late at night, or drink my coffee, or you know, go party and, you know, spend our money and whatever the, whatever the childish tendency is because they haven't grown out of their, growing into their eyeness uh, and developed healthy boundaries and core values for themselves in the dream. And um, then that person, those, that relationship will grow apart. But, uh, you know, you can have growth within your relationship because once again, as Paul says, if you have a relationship, you don't need a church because there's enough spirituality in that one, one relationship to grow you past any church, you know, and a lot of people that are, I don't want to say brainwashed, that's a, too strong of a word, but bought in to, you know, this is my saving grace, we'll, don't see that. And so, but if you can kind of put that image aside for a second and go, that's still there, you, you, can, you can still listen to an opinion and it won't hurt you, you know. Just put that aside for a second and go, is this true? And so when you look at your own relationship, but then also people then rush in and have kids, which puts you into an all relationship, or they start a business, which is a, is a, is a child in and of itself, right? Some people can't have children, whether they be, um, you know, they're sterile or they're infertile or, and so they pour that into their animals or they pour that into, um, you know, missionary trips or they pour that into the world, which is beautiful. You know, it's great, but not realizing that, that, that is your child, you know, that is your legacy. That is your, um, uh, contribution, uh, just the same way as raising a child in a way that they will grow up and contribute good to the world, um, or some kind of benefit growth. Um, but that's kind of how that I, we all relationship looks like. And, uh, it all starts with the I, and I forgot the first question you asked. Um, if first overall or first that kind of led into this? That kind of led into that because I had a thought that was going to tie this all together and I can't remember um, it. So we talked about like, okay, well, like where do you start, right? We, we were going, yeah, there you go. Yeah. So I'll, so now that this is going towards more coaching. And so like coaches, like when you start, a lot of the times you'll spiritually attract or unconsciously attract people that you can help. So when people listen to this, they're like, well, I only know what I know. Yeah. And you will help people with what you know. You know, just the same mechanic that, you know, a Jiffy Lube will attract people that just need an oil change versus someone that's a mechanic of high-end luxury vehicles will attract people that have luxury vehicles. And so that, you know, they have the information. But as your awareness grows, and if you're called to do something like that, you know, because if you're a ballet instructor, you know, and you're like, well, I'm passionate in ballet. Great. That's wonderful. But you'll only be limited to the people that are aligned properly with the breathing and, and the work ethic and things like that. But at the same time, you'll notice the shadow qualities will be that student just isn't progressing. They're not ready. Well, that's not true, you know, because you've seen time and time again. I forgot what boxer just came back. He was a, um, he was a white guy. Very, it looks very overweight. Tyson is it Tyson? No, 
Tyson something. Oh, Tyson, Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury, I think. I know the name. And he, I don't know. That's about yeah, it. Yeah, and, he, and, he, and, he, and his story was interesting. He was a recovering addict, and he's like, I just, I think he's, he used to be a boxer, and he's like, I haven't boxed in a long time, struggle with recovery issues, and recovered, and just like, I just trained for a short period of time and came back and, you know, almost won the world, uh, a, a title. And so he's like, <laughs> you know, the human body is limitless. It's just what's limiting the human body is, is our own minds and our own, you know, uh, understanding of our own beliefs about what we can do. You know, there's going to be people out there listening. Well, that's not true, but there's always that to some degree, you know, and but um, that's their limit right there again. That's their limit, exactly. And it's like, well, if your soul is guiding you somewhere in your passion, and if you're denying that, denying it, then yeah, there's your limitations. But if you're not passionate about boxing, yeah, you're not going to get into a boxing ring and train for, you know, a year or two years and then just be a a professional boxer, you know. But a guy that maybe his passion is to box, or his passion is to be a a coach, or his passion is to be a football player, you know, you hear stories about this all the time, you know kickers working as garbage men and and oh, i forgot what that philadelphia kicker was working at as a garbage man they made a movie about him and you know and uh oh no um mark Wahlberg was in it i'm yeah i know the, i know exactly what you're talking about i can picture the movie i love it i just I yeah the gap can be closed my point yeah. is the gap it can be closed so quickly when the passion and the soul drive is there but a lot of people aren't following their passions they're following what um, culture tells them is cool, right? Like if you can make a million dollars playing football, you're going to be drive, driven to go play football. Or if you can make you know, half a million dollars being a lawyer, you're going to go chase a degree to be a lawyer or a doctor, you know, versus like, what is your real passion? And that's, that's beaten out of us very young. And so back going back into coaching, if you have the awareness to learn about how the human body works, accepting that, like, hey, I don't want to learn that. This is my passion. Training is my passion. You know, I don't think I could train people like five hours a day, just like counting reps. That's not my thing. But some, for some people, it is the motivation. I think that's beautiful. You know, we need that. We need people to, you know, sit there and or coach people on how to do certain sports or drills or, you know, we need those people in the world, but we also need more people that talk to each other and have the awareness to be able to point out limiting factors in the individual that's stopping them from achieving their own success. Because most authentic healers are survivors of their own mental illnesses or physical illnesses, and they're like, no one's able to help me, so I help myself. And now, now I'm ready to help other people because they jump out of what everyone else is telling me. But at the same time, they they had to go through that hero's journey themselves, right? People that beat cancer with no chemo and, you know, uh, people that heal their own Lyme's disease and people that, you know, cure their own drug addictions through their own hitting of rock bottom or trying the system and it doesn't work. And um, But now they have the awareness through personal experience that it works. But at the same time, if we can bring that awareness into your own life, and reflect that into your coaching, it won't be such a, a handicap or a struggle as to why your clients aren't succeeding. Because there's a lot of minds, there's a lot of my coaches with a mindset of, 
if I'm not, if my client isn't succeeding, they're not doing something right. Which kind of puts the client at a weird situation. Like I'm paying you, but I'm failing, which could be true that they're not holding up the end of the bargain, but also behind the coach's eyes, the coach is telling you drink water, you know, eat healthy while they're out partying on weekends because they're actually they don't do what they love or they're not learning what they love and they're stuck in the rat race or of you know charging 50 70 dollars an hour and having to hustle all day and not be fulfilled in their coaching and um you know eating gluten on the weekends and or even before their clients come in and they're all so bloated and swollen and they're not living their truth and they're reflecting to their clients i don't live my truth but you should live your truth and but they're paying you because they're attracted to you because your client's not living their truth. So until you live your truth, your client's not going to live their truth. And so you're going to be projecting onto your clients like my clients don't – you're going to go back to your friends and you know colleagues and my client's not drinking the water like I told them. Well, are you drinking water or are you resting or are you cutting out the gluten or are you not over-exercising and beating yourself into adrenal fatigue? You know, And then your clients are just a reflection of who – you are or what you're trying to be. And so what happens is the client builds an awareness. Wow, I just got shamed for trying, you know? And, um, well, I'm just going to go find someone else until they reach enough awareness to be attracted to someone that will show them something deeper, you know? And then here we go teaching them you know, as a Czech professional. You teach them all these things, then you send them to a, a trainer, with this logic in mind that can um, that can guide them through the exercises or keep them accountable or you know keep them uh, or spot them or keep them from getting hurt, but at the same time, you've taught them independence instead of traditional a codependent relationship where you know like you see this everywhere. You get sick, you go to the doctor. You go to school to learn. You don't go anywhere else to learn. You the internet is woof is a terrible place to learn, you know? Well, I mean, it can uh, be a fantastic place, but at the same time, you have yeah. to be very selective. hundred percent, you know, but that blanket statement kind of like discourages people from even looking for the good that you can find on the internet, you know, even if it's 90% misleading, 10% of it is in the right direction. Right. And so, you know, as a Czech professional, I've learned to sift through what's good and use what works because a lot of times I've noticed as I go to like continued education courses or I listen to other people speak, a lot of what they're saying could be just like off the path. But I'd find a technique that works. And I go, wow, I'm going to use that. But what they're saying doesn't work. Or the opposite, you know. What uh, they're saying seems true, but what they're doing doesn't work. <laughs> you know, they have all this intellectual wisdom, but there's no application to it. So it's a, it's a, it's a beautiful marriage of, do you know what you're talking about? And can you apply what you're talking about? Which is kind of what that middle path is, is, you know, walk the walk, say what you mean, mean what you say is one of the principles that I follow. And which means that if I'm telling my client to do something, I'm doing that thing. You know, if I'm telling, if I'm coaching my client in a, a relationship with their, with their spouse on what to do in a certain situation, I'm also looking at that shadow myself. And am I applying this in my relationship? Because the chances are if I'm coaching them, A, it may not work or it may not resonate with them because I'm not doing it. So then I got to look at it myself and going, okay, well, 
am I doing what I'm telling them? Not exactly step by step, but am I practicing following that path? Because even if like I'm telling them, you know, your, your spouse's love language is touch and my spouse's love language is quality time. I'm not going home and just like applying touch more touch to my, my wife, even though hers could be quality time or words of affirmation is, am I doing that? The principle that I'm teaching this person, you know, you know, same thing with like, am I telling my client to drink a gallon of water a day, even though I, or even though I drink over a gallon of water a day, am I telling them to drink a gallon? But at the same time, that may not be true because for them, it may be half a gallon, you know, so I'm not projecting out of my clients, drink a gallon or two gallons or a gallon and a half. I'm drink. I'm telling you, drink enough water that's right for you because I found out what, how much water is right for me, right? And that's how, I, that's, how, that's how this can apply to other people and coaches when they see these things is, okay, develop some awareness because if you can't fix it or understand how to fix it, at least be able to point it out, you know? Like, I'm not a dentist, but I refer people to a biological dentist that lives like 45 minutes away from me that realigns teeth with open, opening up airways and things like that. But at the same time, I can't address that. I can't, I don't have the, 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 the tools or the liability or the, or the scope of practice to even, you know, get this device, apply it properly, monitor the results. So I just refer out. And that's kind of the same concept. If you can't, if you don't have the experience or the, understanding at least have the awareness to be able to point it out and going okay there's something wrong here that's out of my scope out of my passion but at the same time i can point them in the right direction which gives you credibility in the long run because how many how many friends have you recommended a movie to and you're like hyped it up and they're like that was a good movie or that was a good documentary and then they come back to you and go do you have any more and as a coach that's the same way Oh, that was a good health professional that you referred me to. Wow, they didn't play games. They were honest with me. And you just achieved more credibility, you know, and, and develop the rapport versus if you refer them to 10 different people that all were just your friends that weren't for the benefit of your client or your patient. And they come back and they're like, okay, well, I just spent, you know, $20,000 on things and I'm still not better. I don't know if this person knows what they're talking about, even though they're a cool person and I like them, but I can't take the recommendation seriously anymore. It's just draining me financially and putting me in a state of financial crisis, you know, and then they can't even afford a coach that can actually help them, you know? And so when people are honest with themselves, because if you're still in a childish mindset, then you need to have all the answers. So you're just grasping at straws until that happens, right? But until you figure out yourself and become an adult. And there's a lot of old, older people in suits that are still childish, right? Um, that haven't found their eyeness, right? But they're in control of a lot of all situations and we situations and um, and it's very irresponsible because it affects you know hundreds of thousands of millions of potentially billions of people you know and so uh, yeah it starts with just awareness what don't I know what can't I see you know you don't know what you can't see you don't know what you don't know 
And so even listening to this podcast will bring you awareness because now you know what you previously didn't know. Now you can at least reflect and going and, and say, okay, well, I can at least find out about breathing. We're talking about Paul Check. He teaches on breathing. He teaches on mastication and, and jaw function. And he teaches about eye function and atlas and how the spine should move. And, and this is a collection of works from you know, really brilliant minds and osteo, osteopaths throughout the world that have assessed these different parameters of how the human body should function and, and child psychologists and, you know, uh, uh, people like Carl Jung and Houston Smith that study world religions. And, and so he brings it all together into a working system, at least to help you find your passion, you know, going, I don't know about that. I don't want to know about that, but I do want to learn about gut inflammation. I'm actually really interested in that because I have that myself. And so you start healing yourself and then you become an expert through your own healing. And then you're not just intellectually projecting out of a book as to what works. You've actually tried it. You've overcame it. And now you can honestly say, yeah, that worked. You know, like the last or three years ago, I had a candida infection and I, I, I'm already in, you know, studying the check system and I go, okay, I wonder if I can kill this thing without food or without supplements. So I spent a year not eating sugar, not eating anything inflammatory. And it took a whole year to like wipe this thing out. So now I go, okay, well it's possible. You know, now I can speak on it authentically saying, yeah, it's true. You could do that, but it takes a year for me. Now, if you add supplementation, it could be quicker. But then I started learning, okay, well, if you had supplementation and you don't cut out the foods like I did, now candida becomes resistant. The bacteria becomes resistant and adapts to all the changes you've made. So now you're wiping it out with all these uh, supplements and strong you know, oils, but now they adapt. Now you have a stronger candida infection, which at the end of the day, you still have to cut out all these things and then still have to starve them out. And as they die, you have to wipe out all this die out because die out die off of bacteria gives you just cloudy mind and low energy and and it's confusing to the people that start cleansing because they're like, I feel worse. Mm-hmm. That's gonna happen. But you have to be able to speak on that, you know? But that doesn't really come out of a book. You have to feel it. Right. <laughs> Feeling is very different than reading about. It. Yeah. Um, did I answer the question? Uh, you answered several questions in there, Alex. So that was, that was, no. So one of the things I, I'm curious about, so based on almost on kind of what you just had touched on, what are, what are maybe the top, like one or two things over the last two years that you've really learned either for yourself, about yourself? I mean, whether it's health, whether it's, I mean, mind, body, spirit, like however you want to unpack that. Wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> I've learned a lot in the last couple of years. I mean, it's mostly exclusively in my relationship with my wife, um, which is a holistic lifestyle coach level three, um, just name dropper, Sarah Gustafson. Um, (laughs) And we met in HLC3, and it's been a wild journey of self Yeah. And we met very synchronistically. Yeah. What is it saying? Um... I don't know the saying right now. Maybe I'll maybe I'll I'll find it and I'll send you it to you. Make up the saying if you want. I, I was I wasn't looking and it found me and she found me. We found each other. You know, our souls brought us together. 
And it was such a strong connection where it was like, I always tell my clients, it's one thing when you don't know what you want, but are you wise enough to see when that one thing shows up in front of you that you're supposed to be in your life? Are you wise enough to accept it and receive it? You know, and you know, when I ask people about their dream and their passions and I ask them, you know, well, if the right opportunity or if the right partner comes along, yeah, are you wise enough to, to not let your ego push them away? Well, in this case, it was so strong of a connection, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically, that it was like, this is different than anything that I've ever experienced in my life. And so six months later, she was pregnant. I was living in Chicago. Three months later, I moved to Austin. Now we're blending a family, starting a business. So it's learning how to, you know, do it backwards. <laughs> and, uh, you know, normally people meet. They get to know each other. They're like, oh, I like you, I don't like you, whatever, let's move on. But our, uh, Or if they do like each other and they're like, yeah, I think I, I, think I can tolerate you and we'll we'll bring a child into this world and okay, well, this is good. Maybe another one or let's, you know, continue to working or start a business or whatever the case is, they develop a life together. But yeah, we did it backwards. And so it's been a lot of like understanding who, who we are and why we are together and to address our childhood wounds together because we have very similar ones, but completely opposite spectrum. So we balance each other out. So, and part of the reason why I'm speaking so clearly on the I-ness is because per, from personal experience, we had to develop our I-ness together, you know, and that's what I'm saying. It is not easy. And just, just as how, you know, people are willing to step under a barbell and squat 500 pounds, 600 pounds, and just go through that struggle or, you know, get, go into a CrossFit class and just annihilate themselves, but they can't stand and fight with their wife or you know, their wife calls them out and they just can't not yell at them or, you know, mentally, emotionally abuse their partner, male or female, or it doesn't matter which way it turns or male or male or female or female. It doesn't matter. It's the point is it's just as difficult to squat or to go through, if not more difficult to work on your spiritual, mental, emotional, than it is to just beat the crap out of yourself. And really what I have found the more aligned I get in my mind, the more exercise becomes an authentic expression of movement instead of externalization of my mental, emotional, and spiritual stressors. And I'm not trying to move my emotions because Paul says, uh, I forgot who else who says this. I forgot who he quoted. But emotions are emotion, energy in motion. So a lot of people move their emotions through their barbells and their kettlebells and through their marathons and triathlons. But I noticed as I got healthier in my mental, emotional state, the movement became a platform to keep myself aligned, keep myself healthy so I can support my dream of playing with my kids and working on people for potentially five, eight hours a day and you know, being able to look someone in the eye and empty, empty myself because I don't want to project onto my clients. I want to be able to feel my client and what their needs are and be able to provide that authentically and 
use exercise to ground myself and to keep my body healthy and keep my organs healthy so I can continue to tell people that, you know, health isn't about going till you puke. Health isn't about, you know, squatting till you or running till you piss yourself or shit yourself or can I, can I swear here or, you know, it's, it's done. Don't worry about it. You're yeah. Um, or, or work out till you develop an injury or run till, you know, you know, yeah, you, or run till you get hurt. And when really what your body is telling you is, Hey, I need a break. You know, my job sucks. And they, I can't go to my boss and just tell him, Hey, I need three weeks off. So, but my doctor can write me a note. So unconsciously, I'm going to work out until I get injured. And then, then they'll have to give me a break. You know, it's almost like playing, playing sick. I don't know how many people listening, or I don't know if you've done this, because I for sure have played this victim role when I was a kid, and I've learned to do it well. You know, okay, I don't want to go to school today, so I'm going to get some hot water, put it in my mouth, so I warm my mouth up to 90, 99 degrees, put a hot towel on my head, and then hide it when my mom walks in, put on a little cough, and then she'd be like, oh, he must be sick. Let's check his temperature. Oh, if he's sick, let's let's keep him home. And I'm like, yes. And people don't stop doing that, you know. Instead of being honest and saying, I don't want to do this, you know. You're getting past that ten year old, twelve year old, yeah. uh, emotionally, and just you're stuck there. Yeah, and saying, hey, I don't want to fight right now, or hey, I need a timeout. I need a timeout from this argument. I'm mentally, emotionally beat down right now. And I need a chance to recover. Like we just, you know, if you fought for two hours, that's a two hour workout, an emotional workout. And a lot of people, let's say if they can, you know, clean 300 pounds or 200 pounds, but they have the emotional fortitude of, you know, those little pink one, one pound weights, you know, someone says, you know, Hey, can you pick up your socks and they lose their mind? You know? And it's like, well, someone just told you, ask you to pick up your socks. You know, it may not have been the right tone or the right expression or the way or you were watching a show or you were, you know, on your phone. You know, your wife asked you to help, you know, and she may not, not may have not expressed it clearly or it may have beat around the bush. But that's a trigger that that's that's you triggered yourself, you know. And so being able to, to answer your question, that's what I've really been learning is how to say what you mean and mean what you say in the aspect of, or in the, in the direction of, can I hold space for something or someone in the event that I am triggered or that I don't agree or that something that rubs me the wrong way or someone speaking politically or someone is speaking in, in, in terms of race or someone is uh, speaking, you know, ill on health or they I just sit back and I go they just haven't learned enough and I give them empathy you know and same thing with like on Instagram where you see the the cognitive dissonance of Instagram models you know sitting on sitting on a sink with their thong going today is the day I'm gonna love myself while you're posting a picture of your ass hanging out which is asking for validation. It doesn't make sense, you know, but that's kind of the idea is of, of you're not really walking what you're saying. You want to feel good about yourself 
But can you do that with the absence of actually people telling you that to feel like and affirm you? Can you do it without the people's affirmation? And then when you do get the affirmation after you feel good about yourself without other people's affirmation, then it just contributes and you go, thank you. Instead of, oh, really? I, di I didn't know. And then you're playing this whole like damsel or this, this naive, you know, jock or, you know, like this, this ego booster, you know, and you just develop this ego, which is a very powerful tool of motivation to continue to drive you into what you're trying to do. Um, but that's, that's been my, my journey for the last like, four years of, of, am I doing what I'm telling other people to do? Am I listening to my kids and not letting other people interrupt them at the same time while telling them, hey, don't interrupt daddy, don't interrupt mommy, we're talking, please let us finish. But do I interrupt them? Now I have to practice listening, listening to them, you know, and am I telling them, you know, Hey, eat healthy, am I, and, and, but I'm not eating healthy, you know? So it, it's just more practicing what I preach. And then it becomes a more authentic expression of my words become true and aligned and they come out like an arrow instead of like, like a buckshot out of a shotgun where it's like, ah, some of it will stick and <laughs> some of it will fly past the person, you know? You know, one of these things will hit the, one of the birds, you know, instead of just, yeah, spraying the wall. And it just becomes more of a focused, laser-targeted, calculated sniper shot of truth. And so that is the, the level of mastery that I'm working on attaining is uh, cutting out what's not true and to me and allowing people to have their own truths, but then also not limiting my authentic expression by holding my tongue in instances where it's my one of my responsibilities to maybe enlighten the situation where someone is harming themselves or BSing themselves into the truth because their ego is playing games with them or plant a seed. You know what I mean? No, Hope Alex, I, I, I appreciate what you said uh, because there was – talking about um like relationships right i mean my wife and i uh we have two little boys is like it's they're three and ones and right now it's the it's the three-year-old is we've been talking a lot on okay how do we communicate with him because we recognize like okay some things he listens great on other things you could say it a million times right and it's okay what what are we missing so that's what we've been really trying to explore like we said, what what are we doing? What are we not doing? What are we showing him? What are we either doing or not doing authentically? Basically, to 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 speak to that, and it's like trying to get to why would he see differently or hear differently, so that we know. Okay, well, teaching him the right things, really. Yeah, and uh, you know, I I struggle that when Ari was born, she's uh, she's three now, and she's like she doesn't eat meat. And she's she was she's still breastfed at night, and um, she actually stopped breastfeeding throughout the day, like maybe like six months to a year ago, if I can remember properly or uh, correctly. Um, but we're like, this kid has a like a a sweet night, not a sweet tooth, but a, she likes snacks. And here we are. I'm a top level check practitioner. My wife is an agency three. 
She has a degree, a bachelor's in holistic nutrition. It was part of my dogma to let go of this image of, it's not my responsibility to prove to people how healthy my kids are. You know, it's letting them make their own decisions and guiding them. Because at the same time, if I force feed her, that's one trauma. If I allow her to make decisions, that's another. So something that we've been doing to make to allow her to make her own smart choices is giving her options like okay we're either gonna do you know before you have uh, and the snack that she get we, we we get the top quality you know so if it's it's organic like we get those uh, what Jackson's Honest potato yeah. chips shout out send yep. me send me a bag or two and that'd be great um, <laughs> you know coconut oil organic potatoes and like salt great beautiful just you know potatoes and we'll cook her potatoes and she's big like starch fan and she is just a ball of energy and she's healthy she's a she's developing at such a high rate so maybe a part of that is letting go of my dogma thinking that's what she needs as meat maybe she doesn't her body just maybe doesn't need it she used to eat it and then she just stopped one day so i'm like well what's the point of force feeding it if she's growing and i'm just observing her and her brain is developing she's learning at a you know she's she's in a montessori school actually just yesterday her teacher told us that She's answering things that the five and six year olds don't remember. And I'm like, okay, that's a good sign. So whatever we're doing is, is working, you know, she's, we're giving her the space to learn and grow. And, uh, so it's getting, getting rid of that. I'm a health practitioner. So everyone around me must be healthy because I'm a health practitioner. I have to project my, my values out on other people. And, but at the same time, it's like, well, as long as I create an environment where anyone can step into and understand, whoa, this person is living this way and saying what they mean and mean what they say. And then it just becomes their own decision at one point to live that way. And so Ari comes around, my daughter comes around and she'll eat very healthy things. She loves cucumbers and she loves strawberries and, you know, uh, different types of berries, but I allow her to choose what she eats in the moment, you know, if she, I've tried, if she doesn't want to eat, she won't. And when she's hungry, she says she's hungry. Like <laughs> this whole like structure, this kid must eat is, is it didn't work for us. This kid has too strong of an individuated personality at just three years old to just tell us what she really needs. And she's brilliant. You know, I'll say, Hey, instead of saying, don't do that. I give her the option. Of what's the positive. Can you do this instead? You know, Hey, instead of saying, don't pour the water out. Hey, can you put the water on the table, please? And it's time to put the water down on the table and it's time to drink the water. It's time to, um, it's time to put the cup away. You know, it's time to, are you done with the cup? Okay. It's time to throw that in the trash and, you know, or time to put it in the recycling. She knows the difference between the two, but instead of giving her commands and like one choice or, you know, always the, the negative, uh, side of things. Don't do this. Don't do that. So we give her more of the positive direction and that seems to work really well. And so, um, but, does she still roughhouse? Yeah. Does she still throw stuff on the floor? Yeah. Does she still make a mess? Yeah. You know? Still three years old. She's still three years old. Yeah. Her brain just isn't developed to comprehend this yet. Right. And so, but in moments that she does, she does. Wonderful. You know, you, you, you can't tell, you can't hold a, a three-year-old accountable for not holding a temp or having a temper tantrum when you see adults losing their mind because Starbucks doesn't have the coffee that they want in stock. 
right? You see this, or they sat on an airplane for 45 minutes and it didn't go up, take off yet, or their flight was delayed. And, uh, like they're throwing a temper tantrum when then like, it's just a, one of my favorite Louis CK bits is he's like, that's a hardship in our first world country sitting on a runway. And then what did you get on a metal bird and fly through the air? <laughs> like, a, like magically and then land safely, you know? And it's like, just, just, just wait, you know, just be patient, let things unfold, you know? And, uh, um, but it just shows that we're still childish in our own ways. And it's just being mindful of the situations that we're in. And that's why we get mad at our kids. That's why we get mad at our clients. And, and it's like, once you start addressing these things and bringing peace into your life through those means, then your life just becomes more aligned. And then you could have more empathy and compassion for the people that aren't there yet, you know? I don't, I don't sit there and judge on the internet. I mean, I just understand that. I remember when I was that way and posting pictures of myself when I had abs and, and, you know, needing that validation because I was very insecure and, you know, this is not a, this is not a, a shun to those people. It's just an under, I'm just, it's an understanding that I have now and you have to work through it, you know, and it's, and, and it's a product of our culture of not being good enough, not being, smart enough and you know told to live up to other people's expectations and opinions and beliefs and not being true to your authentic self and you know you're in a family full of lawyers and you want to be an artist or a musician and they just 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 beat the god out of you you know and, and force you to be a lawyer and there you are working 12 hours a day just just tired and sick you don't know why your health is going down the tube because your soul is just trying to show you through the pain teacher that, Hey, you're not living your truth. And so, um, but at the same time, jumping way back to the beginning of the question, you still need exercise to move that energy through to align your body, to get rid of the toxins because movement pumps toxicity out of the system. Movement allows for flow. And I was listening to speaking of Houston Smith's book. He was talking about, I can't remember if he was talking about Buddhism or Confucianism. And uh, he was talking about the word current. Current means what's happening now, but also current is a state of, is a, is a, a state of flow. A, a river has a current, right? And so, yes, you are in the current, but you have to follow what's current in and go with the flow of the current to allow that to take you to where you need to go. Or if you resist the current, the waves just beat you up. Right. Um, and there are some, and there are some, uh, not loopholes. There's some, what, help me out with the word. There's some, um, exceptions to that rule. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, in the working metaphor, not in a working metaphor, but if you're stuck in a, what's it, an undertow, you just have to swim oh, you sideways just have to ride with it. Yeah. And swim sideways, right? Uh, along the current, not right. with the current, you know? And so, like, there are some exceptions, and people sometimes have to, you do have to swim up current, uh, current. like when you're paddleboarding or canoeing, to pad, paddle out into the calm ocean, you have to go through the initial waves to kind of that beat you and bring you back, or surfing, you have to go under, as go long as over. You stay there the whole time. <laughs> yeah. And so, you have, to, you have to learn how to ride the waves. And so, but you can't do that in the, in the, in the future. You can't do that in the past. You only learn from those as, as to when the current beats you up and before, and then you learn how to address the current in the moment 
because if you are trying to surf and you're using yesterday's tidal patterns to work today, but now the waves are 10 feet higher and you're like, ah, I got this. The waves are just going to murder you. <laughs> and so it's just going, learning how to go with the flow. And, um, why was I, what, what did I, why did I say that? What I knew I was going to get knocked off topic. What was the initial thought about Houston Smith? The current, current, current. Like I'm trying to pack. pack yeah, back, sorry. sorry. <laughs> I'm just um, sometimes like with the current here going with you. <laughs> yeah, we get lost. We got, we just drifted off in, with the current at this point. Uh, what were we talking about? Yeah, sometimes I set up my own my own story. Well, we talked like it start. started early off, like about like the kids and like kind of trying to let them be kids, but also like showing them, like giving them the positive choices. Uh, I'm trying to remember where that transition took to the living current, through, though. living through, you know, like the selfies and yeah, like, yep, yep. I guess like I mean, I guess I can just tie that up by saying like, yeah, people, pe that, that is what just is current and that's what people are going through. And, you know, it's not something to pity people on. It's part of their growth and part of forcing people to change that too quick is limiting their growth. Oh, there we go. It's about beating the God out of your kill kids and robbing them of what their passions are. But yeah, it's, it's, that's how it starts. It starts with, you know, don't do what you love. Do what do what made us money, or do what made us, gave us financial security. Do what bring, brought, made us happy, or are you really happy? And um, but the child is the closest thing to God that you'll see because the child started from nothing, two cells, right? Mom and dad, literally nothing, but somehow that turned into you and I, right? Pretty amazing. It's <laughs> mind blowing. Um, and if you try to think of it with your mind, it's going to blow it up. Um, and so it, it robs people of their own growth. And, and that's why the best motivators and the best, um, guiders and mentors are not the people that tell you what to do. It's that tell you how to show you by example of how to do it. But the mentors out there on the, uh, on the internet are being validated for their dysfunctions so it becomes hard at the state, you know, and you see a lot of people doing this, uh, getting past these things, um, you know, doing something so long. I know Elliot Hulse is one of them being, you know, a, a strength guy. And then all of a sudden going to the whole spiritual aspect because it just wasn't fulfilling. You know, um, one of my, um, another one is Mike Bledsoe. Mike Bledsoe is a guy that I've seen and you know barbell shrugged to shrugged collective and now he's developing his consciousness and spirituality spirituality like working on his emotions and triggers and i thought i mean I, it's just watching people develop and it is just it happens in your own time i was just brought into this i just wouldn't let anyone beat me out of it not my parents no one i just i've always walked my own path and you know dealt with the consequences and put my finger in an outlet and learn the consequence and <laughs> this is a true story <laughs> i put a fork in an outlet once and blew the fuse on the whole campground and uh when i was in camp and i learned not to do that i don't i was like all right now no one has power and including myself and um so it's it's learning by 
safe example, even though that wasn't so safe. But if you trust that soul and in, in, in your that there's a guiding force out there that's protecting you, if you're following your passion, no matter how silly it is or how stupid it is, or your uh, uh, your your uh, your actions are, uh, as long as you learn from them, that's what matters. You know, what is the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing and expecting a different result. That's that's a fantastic one. And Alex, I mean, this has been amazing. I, I do really want to thank you so much because I this so speaking of like ones that I'm gonna to have to go back and listen to, right? Like I'm gonna go back to this several times. No, because I could there was so much going through my head as you were talking. So I, I really do appreciate that. And that's why I encourage people like this isn't probably gonna be something like if somebody listens to this, they're not gonna be like, Oh yeah, that all makes sense. Like, no. You have to probably listen to this a few times. But Alex people are looking to find out more about you work with you anything like that we're best places to check you out find you on the internet uh where can they go um well you can find us on uh primalfusionhealth.com is our website you can find us on instagram at primal underscore fusion uh you can find us on facebook even though we don't post that much you just find primal fusion we mostly post on instagram and on our website it has a lot of our uh content on there and um just reach out to us. It's really, you know, we're very friendly. We answer our phones and emails and it's true. You know, I reached out and he was very nice. Yeah. It, was, it, was, it was great. <laughs> and we're, we're looking for people that, you know, are always ready. And even if, if you aren't ready for the full thing, I'd be happy to point people in the right direction. And it happens very, you know, I'm very honest with what this process looks like. And so, you know, as long as you're willing, I'll, hold your hand until you're ready to let go, you know? And so, uh, and then we'll make sure that this grows into an independent relationship so that way you don't have to rely on a coach the rest of your life or a therapist or a doctor or whoever, because then everything becomes a tool. Sorry, I'm going back into the podcast again. <laughs> no, it's, but it, 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 it's fair. And I appreciate you sharing that because that's what it's about is like, really, Hey, you're going to get what you need from you or whoever be the, somebody would work with. And then it's time to go on and you're going to get stuff from somebody else. And it's just that full integration. So that's really what it's all about. Yeah. Well, yeah, I appreciate you having me on here and, um, just letting me rant away. And I love it. I love it. And it's, yeah, it's you're great for me too. So I appreciate it. Yeah. I see your facial expression and it's just like, I, there's so much, like it was just so tuned in and I just couldn't help but just share. I don't know if I overshared or undershared or got deep or not deep enough. I mean, I, uh, hopefully the viewers will tell me what and any questions that people have because I know we started this with this. Uh, we didn't really have a, a a topic. We just kind of started talking. It was a and, conversation. Yeah, and uh, hopefully people will ask some questions and then we'll we can go deeper into things and as people have uh, more questions. But yeah, my my whole thing is I just want people to have the awareness in themselves because even if they don't know what to do, at least they have the awareness that something is wrong versus ignoring their, all of their, all of their pain and interpreting their pain as a problem instead of a, instead of a guide, just the same way when you're driving and you have a low tire symbol pop up, you interpret that as a, or actually it's a, more of a sign because a sign is, <laughs> exactly what it is and and you're not going but it, you know or like gas gauge you're not going to put gas into the, your dashboard you put it somewhere else 
and it's a it shows you that hey it's not coming from here but here's where the problem is being brought to your attention on the dash where you're usually staring at it and so anyone's pain is just a symptom of something gone wrong and as long as it's bring awareness awareness in the relationships in in exercise in myofascial work in self-development in anything in life in raising kids and take care of yourself pain is just somewhere where you have to look inwards you know and then once you find out what's healthy for you and what's the right tool then you look outwards and you find who does that thing that you need and who can assist you right so that's that's my my dream for podcasts is just making sure that i can at least bring people some level of awareness and hopefully not stress people too much with bringing them too much awareness. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Because <laughs> it can be very overwhelming Absolutely. to realize you don't how much people don't know, and it could be very harmful to the ego. You know, but how to eat, move, and be healthy is a great place to start. And you know, looking through the Czech Institute is a great place to start. And reaching out to a Czech practitioner or me, someone that can. You know, if you have a question, just reach out to us and, you know, we'll be like, oh, these people are great at this and that people are great at that. And we'll integrate all these things. On the journey. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's our, we have to start a community of little, you know, seed spreaders of what works of independent, of, of, of people that are solid in their eyeness, you know, and then we could help (laughs) and then we grow the people around us, which is our weeness. And then we, uh. And then we can get really good at helping the all. But you can't help the all until you help the eye. Or you, you can. You'll just be projecting and then you'll get sick. And then you'll have to learn the hard way. You know, while you're running. Yeah, while you're running a multinational health corporation and you're the sickest person out of all your, you know, patients that you're helping. And it happens a lot, you know. And, but there's good intentions in everything and there's motivation for everything. And, you know, there's love in everything. It's, it's sorry. I keep going, but no, Alex, this is beautiful. I mean, everybody go reach out to him. He, he has a lot to share. Alex, just thank you again so much for everything that you had to share today. I really appreciate it. Yeah. My pleasure. Thanks for, uh, yeah. Thanks for having me on and listening. It was beautiful. My man, I appreciate it. <laughs> alrighty everybody hey there it is another show in the books uh, make sure to check out everything Alex has had to share here because I think there's going to be a lot of growth uh, for everybody where, wherever you're at and thank you again Alex enjoy the day alright my pleasure Nick thank you